Morning, everyone. Welcome to CNN This Morning. I'm Poppy Harlow with Phil Mattingly in New York. Aaron Burnett live with us in Tel Aviv, and that is where a hostage released by Hamas yesterday is now speaking. She is telling her story. This morning at the hospital, 85-year-old Yeheved Lifshitz told reporters how she was abducted and held captive underground for weeks. The grandmother says hordes of Hamas fighters stormed her kibbutz during the massacre and took away, took her away on a motor, motorbike and beat her with sticks. She says they took her into Hamas's underground tunnel network and held her with four other hostages. They had guards, a doctor, and a paramedic who took care of them and gave them medicine. She says Hamas had a stockpile of shampoo and other toiletries for hostages to use. There are a huge, um, huge um, network of tunnels underneath. It looks like a spider web. When she first arrived, they told them that they are Muslims and they're not going to hurt them. Um, and that uh, they shared, they ate the same food that their, uh, um, the, um, the Hamas was eating. Well, Hamas has now released four hostages as Israeli troops gear up to launch an assault, they say, on Gaza by ground, sea and air. The Israeli military says it struck more than 400 targets across Gaza in the past day, killing Hamas commanders and fighters. This, as more than 200 hostages are still believed to be held by Hamas inside Gaza, and we've learned that includes 30 children. Let's go to Erin Burnett. She joins us live again this hour in yes. Tel Aviv. Erin, uh, hearing from her all of those details, including, by the way, some criticism of, of the IDF and lack of preparedness, was remarkable yes. this morning. It was remarkable, and she did have criticism for the IDF, and you know how they, right, they obviously weren't there. Um, you know, also, Poppy, something stand out in their, the mundane necessity, right? You're talking about tunnels. We know these tunnels have ventilation. We know that they've been known to have air conditioning. They've got, this has all been reporting that we've heard from the Israelis over the years, but the fact that she's saying she was held underground for more than two weeks, um, that there was shampoo, there was antibiotics, there was a guard per hostage in the experience she had, uh, that there were medics and paramedics, and obviously she is elderly, the other woman who was released also elderly and had medical needs, and that they had the medicine needed, and if not, something uh, similar to replace it. Um, it is pretty stunning, because you've got to contrast that with what's happening above the ground, right? Where there isn't water, never mind shampoo, Okay, they don't have water, they're using toilet water. There is no morphine for any kind of uh, amputations. Antibiotics, no, right? But Hamas had stockpiled all of that and has all of that underground, and that's what we're learning from her. Yeah, and to that point, Erin, and I wanna play the sound from her on this, because it gets at just how prepared they were for taking hostages, including at the scale that they took them. Take a listen. They looked very well prepared. They prepared it for a long period of time. All of the needs for female, for that women needs, shampoo, conditioner. Did that surprise you? I know everyone was surprised by the scale of the actual terror attack itself, but the preparations for hostage taking also seemed to be a significant piece of the plan. Yes, when they say prepared for things, women's needs, okay? They were therefore prepared. I mean, let's just, just go ahead. I think we're being honest about it. That means they had tampons and things, okay? That is a level of preparation for what they were going to do, 
right? And it shows that they were going to take people of all different ages, right? It shows a preparation for that. And, you know, we saw that in the plans that we've seen taken from the bodies of Hamas uh, militants who were killed in the terrorist attack, you know, that it lays out what they were going to do in every single kibbutz. And it also laid out very explicitly in the ones that I've had a chance to read what they were going to do with hostages, take as many as possible. Here's the communal uh, eating area in this kibbutz. This is where they go. This is how you get there. Here's the map. It's circled. Take the hostages there. So that was very much a part of the printed plan. And now you see the other end of it, the level of preparation that went into it. But again, in the mundane reality of having feminine hygiene products, shampoo and antibiotics, uh, it is those very specifics, I think, that are most striking. For sure. And Aaron, also, I wonder if we'll learn from her or some of the other hostages released how much they had, meaning how, which would indicate how long they had been planning or have been mm. planning to hold the hostages. So we'll see. I also thought this was striking that her daughter, Sharon, spoke at, a new, at that news conference as well. And this is what she said about her dad, who, of course, is Yehaved's husband. Listen. My mom and my dad were separated at the very beginning. And so we do not know from my mom's story what happened to my dad. We do know that he was injured. Injured and very well, very likely could still be being held. Yeah, absolutely. They were held in separate places. So as much as Hamas is again giving this image of of, of humane treatment to hostages, you must remember again that they were hostages. Remember what happened to the people who didn't get to become hostages, the horrible and brutal and inhuman method of their brutal massacre and slaughter. But then when they did take people hostages, they would separate. So a husband and wife not being together, uh, and she doesn't know where he is. And that, of course, is the obvious, raises the obvious point that we don't know uh, where they're being held and are there any being held in larger groups. We know Hamas has said that some of the hostages have been killed in Israeli airstrikes. We don't know if they've been killed. We don't know if they were killed by Israeli airstrikes or anything else. But uh, all we know at this point is what Hamas has said. They've indicated 22 have been killed in strikes. We just don't know if it's true. Well, the Israeli forces preparing for the Gaza ground invasion are getting counsel from an American military leader now here on the ground in Israel. Marine Corps Lieutenant General James Glynn was head of the Marine Forces Special Operations uh, Command. And it is unclear, though, while, of course, he has the experience and the resume for such a situation, it is unclear what his specific role is here. But an official does say General Glenn, of course, has decades of experience and can ask what they say are the hard questions, as the United States does not have a clear sense of Israel's intentions in Gaza, right? They've said they're going to get rid of Hamas in all respects. But uh, beyond that, what that actually means, they have not provided any specifics. CNN's Nick Robertson is in Starot, Israel, where he has been since the beginning of this war. And Nick, as as we have been in the midst of what is now 17 days into a war, what are you seeing in terms of military movement this morning in the context of what? More than 300 strikes that Israel is saying they conducted in the past 24 hours in Gaza. Yeah, and, and just to go back to what you were saying there about the former Marine general, I, I think the other piece of context here, of course, is the fact that we know that there's a Marine expeditionary unit at 2000 who've been on uh, readiness and standby to come in and give uh, give logistics support and other unspecified support uh, to uh, to the Israeli military at a time when there are American hostages on the, being held by Hamas inside Gaza. Um, so I, I, it seems 
you, you know, when you pick and choose which general to come and give what sort of advice, you're also picking one who will be very familiar with the sort of expertise, readiness, uh, and what these Marines who are sitting just offshore um, have at their disposal. It, it speaks to me as, uh, as, as coordination as well. Of course, that's not what we're being told. But when it comes to the, pr the, the readiness, we heard from the Prime Minister today, Prime Minister Netanyahu, when he was speaking with the French President Emmanuel Macron, who's given his support to um, Israel's right to strike back at Hamas. Uh, the Prime Minister said it could be a long war. I I'm struck by the fact that he said it could be, because until now he's been very, very clear, saying we'll go, we'll go after them and we'll, we'll get the job done, we'll get, completely get rid of Hamas. But I think this is also indicative of the fact that there is no uh, stepping back from the possibility of a ground incursion. And we're not seeing anything on the ground at the moment would in, that would indicate that. We're still hearing uh, heavy detonations coming from within Gaza. I've heard military helicopters uh, in the area this morning. So um, what we heard from the Israeli uh, defense chief yesterday, a general, general staff, uh, head of general staff, saying that they're ready, that the troops are ready, that they're getting additional training. But I think the posture is set for when the command comes that the, the, the troops are ready for that incursion. Very clear that they're being paused, very clear that that has to do with humanitarian aid, has to do with hostages, uh, quite the connections we don't see. But that force is there, it's ready to go. I don't see anyone pulling it back at the moment, Aaron. All right, Nick Robertson, thank you very much. Along the Gaza border in Sterod, appreciate that. And I want to go now to the IDF spokesman, Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner. Colonel, I appreciate your time. I'm glad to speak with you this morning. I want to give you a first a chance to respond to what we were saying was one of the things that stood out as this hostage has spoken out, that Hamas was prepared for this. Um, feminine hygiene products, shampoo, antibiotics, um, paramedics, medical care, eating the same food as the hostages ate. How do you respond to that? Well, clearly, Aaron, they were prepared for the attack. We see just the magnitude of their attack. So they had a very clear plan of action. So it shouldn't be to, to any surprise to us that this is the, what they had underground in, as they abducted uh, over 200 people into, uh, into Gaza. Uh, I remind you, they, they did a coordinated attack with more than 20 points of breach, overground, uh, uh, at ground, and at sea. Um, they penetrated some 30 different communities across the uh, across the southern, across southern Israel and butchered and murdered and raped over 1,400 people. So why should we be surprised if that if that was the le level of preparation? They're also taking care of the preparations required for the people that they intended to abduct.